This is Adapting, the future of Jewish education, a podcast from the Jewish Education Project, where we explore the big questions, challenges, and successes that define Jewish education. I'm David Breifman. Hello and welcome back. It's September 2022, and here we are about to launch Season 3 of Adapting, the Future of Jewish Education. I'm David Breifman, the CEO of the Jewish Education Project and host of this podcast. And before we dig into the many rich and challenging conversations to come this season, I want to take this opportunity to speak to you, all of our listeners, with a taste of what Season 3 of Adapting has in store for you. Well, to start, we really must ask ourselves, what is the current state of Jewish education in North America today? And here... I'm about to present to you two points of view, which strangely enough, both happen to be true. We're coming off a great summer for Jewish education in North America. Thousands of Jewish youth and young adults experienced one of the best summers for Jewish residential and day camps ever. We're heading into the academic year, where according to recent data, Jewish day school enrollment is up, beaming with success stories of triumphant accomplishments during the pandemic. Jewish early childhood centers more than weathered the COVID storm, not only showing how valuable they are as parents return to work, but also displaying flexibility and creativity in adverse circumstances, perhaps best symbolized by their ability to turn outdoor areas into classrooms at a moment's notice. And as people return in person to congregational life, supplementary schools are gearing up for a bounce back year. People are talking about Jewish adult education and even grandparent education, and there are more offerings for students on college campuses and Jewish young adults who are finding responsive Jewish organizations as they search for more meaning and community. Israel travel is booming again with new programs for teens and tweens in the ether, and birthright numbers are back to pre-pandemic highs. Jewish philanthropy is stepping up like never before, with foundations and federations investing millions of dollars in Jewish education. There are a couple of new serious journals dedicating pages and even volumes talking about Jewish education. And Jewish education startups are reaching Jews who would otherwise have been unengaged in Jewish life, while legacy organizations are realizing that they too can be part of the innovation scene in Jewish life like never before. And it's also exciting to see critical efforts reaching many previously marginalized sectors of the Jewish population, with real inroads to reach Jews of color, Jewish learners with special needs, and immigrant populations. And perhaps, most incredibly, with the booming of Jewish education online, there are probably more Jews from more sectors of Jewish life engaged in serious Jewish learning like no other time in Jewish history. And if we ever doubted it before, now it is very clear and obvious that our Jewish educators really are some of our greatest heroes, often putting their own well-being behind that of their students and learners in order to give them the true gift of Jewish education. There you have it. And as you can see, I can be a real cheerleader for Jewish education. And in my current job as CEO of the Jewish Education Project, I will continue to be the biggest champion of Jewish educators and Jewish education. I am in absolute awe of the work that Jewish educators are doing, and especially what they overcame in the last two plus years of the pandemic. But there's another way to tell the same story. And believe me, nothing I'm about to say is meant as disparaging to anyone, not to schools, educational settings, federations, foundations, academics, and especially not to Jewish educators. But there is another point of view, and this is the one that I promised I'd also deliver. It's another way to slice the data, one which we often don't like to do or talk about in public, and one which I even feel uncomfortable talking about today. And you'll hear why. So here's the same state of Jewish education told from another perspective. Summer is over, and thank goodness we seem to be on the other side of the pandemic. Or are we? 
Well, yes, Jewish education has survived COVID, but it's badly battered with many pre-existing challenges that we often prefer not to speak about, exacerbated by the last two years. While summer camps did survive through one of the toughest summers ever, combating COVID regulations and unrelenting parents who were often unreasonably demanding and seemingly entitled. And while the aggregate number of children enrolled in day schools might be up, there are countless day schools around the country on the verge of closure. And because day schools numbers highly tilt towards modern Orthodox and Orthodox families, the future is actually very bleak for any non-Orthodox Jewish day school. Congregational school numbers, just like their congregations, even while keeping an optimistic facade, have also seen a steady decline in actual enrollment and attendance, which across the board is now at critical levels and Jewish early childhood centres are threatened by changes in government legislation and the inability to retain and even find staff. Jewish life on campus is threatened by increasing anti-Semitism and anti-Israel attitudes on campus, but when you speak to the professionals there, the biggest crises that they are actually dealing with are the general apathy of students, the concern for their mental health, and the building of social bonds and community in a social media-infused post-COVID landscape. The mental health crisis is real both for educators and learners who are crying out for help, that Jewish institutions are unable to cater for and more astonishingly, not even on the radar of most people to turn to for the help that they need. And two issues are overwhelmingly threatening the very future of Jewish education. One, Jewish education in all of its forms is increasingly unaffordable for an increasing majority of Jews. And second, there's a Jewish educator shortage out there that is presenting a real crisis not enough people are coming into the field, burnout is real, and too few of our talented educators are being retained. I'm told by some that money isn't the problem, but with no independent think tank for Jewish education, federations and foundations continue to fund things based on hunches, donor-driven priorities, and a paucity of research they are largely funding themselves. And perhaps the most obvious physical example of Jewish educational malaise is hundreds of Jewish buildings are literally empty most of the time. But most critical, if we're truly going to be honest with ourselves, there simply aren't enough people asking the question of why Jewish education matters today and answering it with a response that speaks to the literally hundreds of thousands of Jews out there who state over and over again that they are proud to be Jewish, but simply can't find any relevant, accessible or affordable Jewish education to meet their needs. And that, my friends, is on us. Or we keep lowering the barrier, deliberately confuse education for some form of engagement, sacrifice quality for quantity, and simply try and make people happy and organizations feel good about themselves. So which is it? Is the current state of Jewish education half full or is it half empty? Now, you could say that the answer is somewhere in between, that both are true, at least to some extent. Or you could say that on one hand, it really does depend on who you ask. There are optimists out there and there are pessimists. There are people who love looking at the exceptional bright spots and people who look at aggregate data. But this season of adapting is meant to challenge the discrepancies in Jewish education today, to bring forward our successes, but also those challenges which hold us back as educators and which all too often go unspoken by asking some of the tougher and more challenging questions facing Jewish education today. We don't expect you to agree with all of our guests, but we do urge you not to resist even asking the questions and hopefully to sit with their answers, even the uncomfortable ones. Look, to me, it's actually quite simple. In 2022, industries have forever been changed. Now, some might revert back to the way they were. and My prognosis for them isn't all that healthy. Will you, for example, be going back to movie theaters the same way you were pre-pandemic? Will you be returning to shopping malls or has online shopping changed your life? Will universities ever be the same? Banking, medicine, prayer, returning to your office? 
You might want to return to how you did things in the past, but the data tell a different story. With variations across generations, class, gender, race are plenty. Simply put, life moving forward will not look the same, and in some cases, nor should it. So why would we be so naive to think that the only industry not to change would be Jewish education? Many of you already know this. The pandemic didn't raise too many new challenges for Jewish education, but it certainly did expose some gaps and open our eyes up to some of these challenges and even exacerbate a few. But to paraphrase one of last year's adapting guest, Russell Neese, do we honestly think that the Jewish community of today looks like the Jewish community of even a few decades ago? So why are we so naive and even obstinate to want to preserve what is today for the future, especially when much of what is happening right now isn't really working so well? The challenges are real. Now, whether we call it a new era in Jewish education or a revolution, well, that's a topic for another day. But the question for me and for all of you today is, what are we going to do about it? Are we going to let external realities change the face of Jewish education? Or are we, the Jewish people and those committed to Jewish education, going to take control and at least ask the tough questions that need to be asked in 2022? So join me for season three of Adapting, where we ask some of these tough and challenging questions and help to bring about an even brighter future for Jewish education and the Jewish people. We'll be releasing new episodes every week starting on September 29, and we have a dynamic slate of guests whose words and work will truly inspire and provoke you. Be sure to subscribe to Adapting anywhere where you get your podcasts, leave a review on Apple, and best of all, share this podcast with a friend or three or a colleague who will appreciate it as much as you do. And by the way, if you have any challenging questions that you'd like us to consider as we contemplate the future of Jewish education, please don't hesitate to reach out and let us know what they are. You can reach me at dbreifman at thejewisheducationproject.org or at Bryfy on Twitter or Instagram. Drop me a line. I really would love to hear from you. Well, thanks for listening today and Shana Tova Umetuka. Have a happy and healthy new year.